This is Frank Skinner on Absolute Radio, live from the Edinburgh Festival. You can, uh, I'm with Emily Dean and Alan Cochran, of course. Uh, please text the show on 0-12-15 or follow the show on Twitter and Instagram at Frank on the Radio or email the show via the Absolute Radio website. Now, um, in my headphones, I'm running a local cab firm in the north of England. But as long as people at home can hear me all right, that is what counts. I think you'll agree. You would have been very good doing that job. What's that? In another life, running the cab firm. You would have been funny with them. You would have been a really funny controller. But I think, what if I told the truth? So I I didn't say it's five minutes away, which is what every cab controller says, even if it's in another continent. (laughs) Yeah, they, they, I, I'd have uh, saying you, I think you're going to be ages, I'll be honest with you. <laughs> what cabs? Anyway, um, if you're in a cab company today, God bless you. Oh, actually, they don't mention God on uh, So that wasn't the best impression. Um, so this is lovely, isn't it? It's me and Alan are doing a show, and Emily's yeah. seen more shows than anyone in the whole <laughs> world. Emily has shows. already seen more shows in her visit to Edinburgh than I have in some entire festivals in the past. Yeah. Well, I've been here two days. I think I've been averaging five a day shows. That's brilliant. That is brilliant. Not fruit. No, <laughs> five shows a day. And I'm, I'm loving it. Well, that's tremendous. We'll talk about those as the show uh, progresses, no yeah. doubt. Um, uh, have we heard from the outside world or do we not have that facility in Edinburgh? Oh, no. Oh, no, 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 we had, a, we had a telegram this morning. We've had a lovely telegram okay. from someone I'm now going to call one of my favourites already, this early on in our relationship, Stephanie Pedley. Hello, friends. I like friends. Yes. It's a sort of dystopian future announcer, isn't it? I like it. <laughs> um, I've been musing about the simplification of job titles in songs. I mean, mm-hmm. we love that already, don't we? I give you Rocket Man instead of Astronaut. Good. Or yes. cosmonaut, if you prefer hashtag Russian Q music. Oh, yeah. Oh, oh, whoa, she's actually queuing me now. <laughs> well, let's hope we've got it. I'll pay you. Good luck, everyone. Yeah. Stephanie's taking on a producer role. <laughs> Is this for the cosmonaut man. moment? Tambourine man instead of percussionist. Excellent. Pre- preacher man instead of priest slash vicar. Nowhere man. Not sure what he does. What no, would nowhere you... man will be on the witness protection programme. <laughs> <laughs> what would you all simplify your job titles to? Praise implied, Steffi. P.S. True story, hangman Albert Pierpoint was my dad's godfather. Brilliant boast. I know you've heard from his niece before and that trumps me. Oh, I was going to say we've it. heard from her before, but that was another one of Albert Pierpoint's relatives. We're very big in the Pierpoint community. <laughs> my dad was a policeman. Come to think of it, hangman was a simplistic job title, as was policeman. Thank you, Steph. Yeah, I guess so. And I've all got man on, of course, which um, we can only disapprove of here at oh, Absolute Radio. Career-ending political. <laughs> I went to see. Um, I went to see the new Lion King. Um, did you? Yeah, the old one. Did you know the old one had died? Oh, yeah. uh, it was a wildebeest accident. <laughs> um, I went to see the new Lion King, which is you know the thing now is that you take cartoons and um, you you put 
real things in them, and then you've got a new film. Yeah. It's oh, this isn't clever. the theatre version because you've know this is the because you know it was somewhat spoiled for me the mystery when I was driving through Covent Garden and saw someone in half a lion costume smoking a cigarette. Yes, oh, now <laughs> there's always um, people from. Uh, Animal, uh, animal kingdom, um, smoking outside that theatre. <laughs> yeah, it's quite. I've seen all sorts of uh, creatures out there. Yeah, it's a very. It's 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 not good. It's all about the magic of theatre. <laughs> Didn't somebody once, or is this an urban myth? Yeah. They sued Disneyland yeah. because they saw um, someone like Goofy with his head off having a cigarette behind. That's a, absolutely right. Behind yeah. some sort of booth, and they said it yeah. traumatised their child. Yeah. Oh. Yeah, um, I knew Al try would my, like that. Try my childhood. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Um, but what I was going to say is that the um, the lionesses in um, they've had because it's 2019, the lionesses have had their parts built up a bit to give it a bit more of a. They say more. Because of course the bottom line is the lionesses allowed the hyenas to take over. Well, they you, had know, you know, when they came for the socialists, etc., <laughs> they did nothing, the lionesses. In the film, of course, they're now dynamic, um, heroic figures. But it was. How did um, the waists look? You know, I love a lion waist. Oh, oh God, yeah. they have a slim waist. Oh, it's a lovely waist. I, I'll tell you what, I did a song, didn't I, in an African. I went to an African school with Comet Relief. And it says, a lion has a. It was a lion, a lion has a tail. It has a big head and, it's, and a very small waist. <laughs> and I thought, God, wouldn't we all love that to be sung about us? Frank Skinner on Absolute Radio. So, yeah, so um, we'd love to hear from our, um, our listeners. Uh, I've called them listeners, even, oh, instead yeah. of readers. Yeah. Because, readers. you know, you feel a bit, um, when you're not in the usual place, you feel a bit, oh, we're all, we're all alone. Up here, so um, have we, uh, <laughs> so sure I had some lovely encounters. I, you know, I've yeah. walked up to a couple, Five a day. yeah, <laughs> yesterday. How dare you? <laughs> and I was so overwhelmed, Frank, by how beautifully they were dressed, they just looked very chic and very Parisian. Hmm. And I was with the uh, the staff, oh, I think they were, were a bit embarrassed. And I were walked... you in a sedan chair? <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> <laughs> oh, Emily's lost it now. <laughs> But I, um, you know, I'm, I'm just trying to work out where I can get hold of one of those. Yeah, yeah. And I was so overwhelmed. I don't think I've ever done this. I walked up to them. I said, man and female. I would have tolerated any mix, though. Yeah. I said, excuse me. I just have to tell you, you are the best dressed couple in Edinburgh. I said, you look Did you? absolutely great. You look so chic. Oh, good oh. for you. And they were very taken aback. I can imagine, yeah. I took a picture. It's, it's a shame that I kind of want them to know your fashion credentials, <laughs> to know the yeah. full impact yeah. of and that. And the biog. Yeah. I said, oh, that's so kind of you. But they were very good looking, so I reckon they hear it a bit too much. Oh, uh, yeah. Okay. See, you're lucky you can go off and say If I said that no. to anyone, I'd still, I wouldn't be doing this show this morning. I'd be in a, in a cell. <laughs> Just from, you know... Oh, by the way, on the subject of the real f- cartoon films, my, my son, who's, uh, you, you may know, regular, is, is seven, said to me, do you think they'll do Mickey Mouse now with a real mouse? <laughs> they really won't do that, will they? You don't. That, you that don't. is out of limits, Julia. The guy who suggests no. that, or girl, will be um, fired immediately. I well, they won't do it. Or Ratatouille. So. That's oh, not yeah. going to happen. 
A you rat in the, in the Tui. No, you won't do that. <laughs> but you know they're doing Dora the Explorer as a real action movie. Seen the trailer? I for mean, it? what next? Oh. Are they? Dora the imagine. Explorer. So, um, yeah, what have we from the outside world? Well, we. Um, it's we, okay if we haven't. No, we have. <laughs> but we, we also had the. Uh, that person asking about job titles and how you would uh, actually simplify yes, it. Yes, yes. Would we just be called speakers then? Like talkers? Oh, oh. I see what you mean. Well, no, I call myself Radio Lady. Oh, dear. <laughs> That's the sort of Elton John vibe, isn't nice. it? Nice. That's what it would be, Radio Lady. Is Lady yeah. all right like now? Like Piano Man. <laughs> well, it is for me. Like Piano Man. Man. Radio Lady. <laughs> Piano yeah, Man, exactly. Lady. It's another. It's, oh, very good, Al. It's, there is a lot of it about, I must say. And we, speaking of shows, before we came to Edinburgh, mm-hmm. um, Emily and I went um, went to see Joseph and his amazing Technicolor Dreamcoat, which I have never seen so in my life. Some, um, you did some audience practice. You exactly. <laughs> to get ready for the fringe. Well, like. do you know what I thought? It was a, it was sort of a joint date with Frank and Buzz. I had. Oh, nice. Best yeah, there was ever. three of us and. Uh, Three of us in this relationship. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> there was me, Emily, and Martin Bashir <laughs> went. <laughs> and um, we, uh, I have to say, Emily was the was such a perfect hostess. Um, she got the ice cream, the oh. the um, the uh, popcorn, the program. Wow. Yeah. I mean, it was really a something. Bit of money at this day out. Oh, oh, man, it was a bit was, of a female uh, Daddy Warbucks. It was. It was. Um, <laughs> and maybe I'll forget how much she meant to me. And um, it was. Um, I'll tell you one thing. I thought about it. Yeah. It reminded me of. I once met Tim Rice at a party. I, I might have told you this. And I'd been to a um, in Sheffield. They opened a museum of music mm-hmm. once. And um, they had a sort of a simulated um, Tim Rice telling us the history of music. Oh. And I said to Tim Rice, I saw you and you were like a, a figure in the corner, but your head was like a white, just like a big white globe with mm. your face projecting on it. You were talking about the history of music at the opening of this museum. Mm-hmm. And he looked slightly awkward. Mm. And for, I thought for a moment... Was it just him? <laughs> <laughs> Not his face um, reflected on a big globe. And I didn't, we, we just sort of moved on. I've never known to this day whether I said one of the most insulting things to Tim Rice you could possibly say. I mean, none of us want to look like our face projected on a huge globe. No. Gen- I mean, I'm, yeah. I'm generalising, but I think, I think that's, a, that's a safe bet. on Absolute Radio. On the Joseph front, yes. can I just say, before we move into um, 100% Edinburgh chat, mm. um, that they had the booster pillow option at the theatre. you familiar with this? The children sit on booster pillows. For yes. Emily. Um, oh. <laughs> Sorry. How dare you? Oh, for us, I get it. Do you now, know how, so. actually, there's... There's oft been a time when I've thought, I wish I could have a booster seat. Yeah, well, I think you should if you I want. I think I should It's not open it. to all. Is it not? They have a line on yeah, the but wall. But I'm not all. No, I know that. But they have a line that you have to stand next to. I know it's a weird idea. You know, the line with those sort of things that decide whether a kid, kid can go on a ride or yeah. not. 
the fairground. So line. you stand yes. under the line, and those lines don't—they don't allow for the trunk leg ratio. Good point. Because you could have Again, short legs and yeah. and a long trunk, oh, as yeah. it were. And then you'd have to get your head ripped off on um, on a popular fairground ride. <laughs> <laughs> so these, what they should sit down and then measure them is how it should be done. I think you're now, right. I, I remember I've said this, and when the terrible thing happens, <laughs> we'll play this back and... Uh, I'll get a jingle that says I told you so. That'd be good. <laughs> I was yeah. pleased Actually, that's uh, probably the worst overdue jingle of any jingle. <laughs> exactly. I was very pleased that Boz got his booster seat, though. He had his heart set on that. No, that's, he just wanted one because uh, he wanted one, I think. I think mm. he just wanted to be seen with it. It was kind of an accessory for him, that. But I've got to say, I mean, we had a lovely time, although I did think Joseph, he's a bit of a git. Joseph, I'm sorry, I know he's one of your lot, Frank. <laughs> well, what is in the Bible? That's your no, I know, look, you know he, me. Oh, I love look. the Bible. But I think surely he's the good guy, isn't he? His brothers no. sell him into slavery. Buzz described his brother. He, he was talking about it after, and he said, Joseph's not very reliable brothers. <laughs> they sold him into slavery. Mm. So something of an understatement. Yeah. Well, although, OK, just in fairness... To the brothers, I know this will appeal to you, Al. Oh yeah. Um, it's, I'm wondering how. No, I just feel at one point Joseph says he's going on about that coat all the time. Okay, yeah. we get it. You've got nice clothes, a bit shallow. <coughs> and then look at my amazing coat. What about your values? You know, what sort Good of a human point. being are you? And then it's gold as well, a bit lottery winner. And then <laughs> he says. I look handsome, I look smart, I am a walking work of art. That's right. Yeah. Who says that, <laughs> Well, I only think of one person I know, but it's a bit awkward to bring it up at the moment. <laughs> I wouldn't say handsome. OK. Um, but don't you think? Yeah. It's a bit a gittish. He sounds like he's got tickets on himself, as my mum would say. Oh, I've never heard that one before. You've not heard that? Well, that's good. <laughs> I like that. My mate's mum, one of my favourite mum sayings, my mate's mum, if ever there was a woman on telly who was a bit in like in a saucy outfit or being in any way um, a bit brassy, uh -huh. she would say, well, she'd be better off saying a press. <laughs> Which I've, I've always liked that one. Frank Skinner on Absolute Radio. So when I came up to Edinburgh, I... Uh, I, I had a, a car to the station and the man... Now, here's the thing. When you get in the car, if you get in like a minicab, a Uber or whatever, mm -hmm. I believe the um, the etiquette is that like you choose... If there's music, you kind of choose what radio station it's going to be or the, stuff the like passenger. that. The passenger. Would you agree with that? Oh, I don't know. Otherwise, it's a friendly neighbour giving you a lift to the airport. Do you know <laughs> yes, what I mean? Yes, yes. Um, this bloke had French radio on. Um, but, Sounds quite um, nice, though. So when we got out of the car, he never said a word to me at all. He was really stern, and he had, he had the French radio. So when we got out of the car, I said to him, um, I said, uh, uh, merci beaucoup. <laughs> Lovely. And he really melted. Oh. Smile came yeah. on his face. Good. And he said, um, now, it sounded to me, I, I must have, like he said, uh, derriere, monsieur, which I think oh. means um, behind, monsieur. Yes. But of course, I didn't have to, I had a train to catch. 
But um, <laughs> what did he? Re- he couldn't have said derriere, Monsieur. He must. There must be something Someone similar. Someone said that to me. Imagine if I said derriere, Monsieur. There'd be no danger of that. Um, mm. But I. He can't I'm, have said. It must be something else, like thank you or something like that, which I. You think yes. you slightly misheard. Yeah, uh, hold it. Faye, our um, assistant producer, is putting the, the hand up. Mic, please, this is your moment. Um, de rien, like it's, oh, de it's rien. nothing. Yes, yeah. that's what it could have been. Uh, that, would, that makes me feel better. <laughs> um, lovely work from Faye. Yeah, mm-hmm. otherwise I feel, you know, like I've offended him in some way. Well, that's good. De I de thought maybe... the equivalent of no bother. Near bother. When he said derriere, monsieur, I thought he might have recognised me as 1999's rear of the year. <laughs> so I, I realised the chances of that are slim. What are the chances? Man? Do they have a derriere? What'd that be? Derriere de... Oh, fail, no. What's this? Derri- uh, rear of the year? De année, de l'année. Yeah, derriere d'année. Yeah. OK. I bet they have that. Who were you nestling in between your rear of the year? Was it, I'm going to guess, oh. I think Carol Smiley might have Carol been. Smiley was the female one that year. maybe? Pardon? Messenger? Well, Carol Smiley, what they do with rear of the year is you have a male and a female each year. Mm. I love that. There's a, there's, a, there's a segregation of the um, the rear. As a, yeah, it's not just right across. It's like Wimbledon. It's yeah. not yeah. right across. There's separate competitions running um, yeah, yeah. Um, side by side. What do you have to do? Is, what are your responsibilities? Is really, I mean, can you be in danger of having you your title stripped backwards. like Miss World? You have to walk everywhere backwards for a whole year. If you're <laughs> yeah, in it. I have so to do a lot of charity stuff. Um, <laughs> I had to um, do a, a lot of... Um, there's these trousers they give you that have a sort of an observation window <laughs> in the back. <laughs> And um, you, um, like, you um, just go around the like third Sacha world Baron with Cohen's those on, bringing bring uh, lights. Imagine if he's read his contract. He was contractually obliged to wear transparent chaps. You know, at the time, I probably would have had the confidence, but of course now the whole thing is broken free from its moorings. <laughs> Frank Skinner. Absolute Radio. I um, I was on the train coming to Edinburgh. I didn't fly. I got the train. And um, Al Gore's got a lot to answer for, hasn't he? So I had um, he has, <laughs> but um, he just he doesn't pick up. I find yeah. when I call him, even though we share an award together. Can you yeah. believe that? Yeah. So uh, I was um, I had the casserole on the train. <laughs> And uh, now when I don't know about you, but when I go away for two or three weeks, I um I try and really travel light. I've over the years I've refined it and refined it, and I figured two pairs so of trousers. Why are you looking at me? Well, no, I'm, I'm just. Yeah. Well, you're not up for so long, so you've got more scope. But I I thought two pairs of trousers will do me for a month. Yeah, for three weeks. Goodness two, me! So two pairs of trousers. Yeah, if I tread carefully. Anyway. Um, That's the most extraordinary thing I've ever heard. Well, I'm wearing things underneath them, obviously. So that you know, so they're maidly, but still. No, no. So they 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 are not um, confronted with with the main. um, Anyway, just Kath. Goodness me. So, um, how many have you got, Al? Sorry, Frank. We need to establish. Uh, I have two pairs of jeans, at least two pairs of jogging bottoms. I've got a pair of pyjama bottoms for oh, padding around. What the are flat. you constructing a life-size centipede? 
Shorts. I've got several pairs of shorts also wow. for padding around the flat. I think of you as um, stripped down to the bare essentials kind of a guy. I brought three kettlebells with me to Edinburgh. That's that's excess baggage. Isn't ah, travelling light. Yeah, yeah, it's not travelling light. They have, gym, they have gymnasiums in they Edinburgh. They do, but I don't like going to them because they're too full of people. <laughs> so I like to exercise uh, in the living room. Okay. Okay. <laughs> So um, they're not really cheap. So when the when the woman came to collect the uh, the dirty plate, she oh, yeah. uh, splattered gravy all over one of my pairs of trousers. Oh, the no best apology, plans. nothing gone. So I, they had these. Um, oh God! No, no, I didn't. She'd gone. You made her give you some other trousers. No, I made her give me hers. <laughs> yes. And the case comes up. No. The wrong trousers has taken a strange turn. Yes. So there was a napkin that came with the meal and I thought, well, I'll get, I'll get the gravy off with the napkin. Uh, I'll have a go at it. But it was a red napkin and as I rubbed my green trousers, I looked down and now the gravy had become a red. At which point I really felt like going... Oh, oh, oh. <laughs> it was so Mr. Bean. So I'd rubbed this red stain now into oh, my no. inner thigh of my trousers. It's still there. Is it? I'll show it you in one of the commercial breaks. <laughs> Whereabouts on the trouser is it? Inner, inner thigh. thigh. Oh, Halfway. location. Halfway between the knee and the gentleman's excuse me. May I ask a question? Have Certainly. You, uh, have you been and purchased a new suit since this incident? No. You haven't just treated yourself? No, I have oh, not. I'm earning. I'll I could do, because right. where I live in Edinburgh, I, there is a street where I have never in my life seen so many charity shops in one street. Oh, yeah, yeah. I mean, the absolute a street of charity shops. You know and what else Edinburgh has? A culture of fancy dress. So there are more fancy dress shops in Edinburgh than brilliant. anywhere on earth, I'm certain. But you know charity shops have that certain smell of, um, well, I suppose it's death. <laughs> uh, you know, and when you go into a charity shop, you can smell it. Whereas yeah, yeah. you can, oh, that street smells. You know, oh, it's, it's like walking through street. a flower market, the flower market of death. <laughs> yeah, and uh, that's so. Every time I walk down there, I just I, I, I have an urge to buy a Bionic Woman T-shirt. Al, don't encourage him to go to the fancy dress shops for his clothes. Will be turning up in the Incredible Hulk jeans. That'd be great. <laughs> <laughs> Who shall I be tonight? <laughs> This is Frank Skinner. Frank Skinner. This is Absolute Radio. Frank, you were talking earlier. Well, I'll just put it in the uh, the words of the person who's got in contact with us, which is Mikey. Uh, or 283, as I prefer to call him. Hello, Frank. With reference to the short legs, long trunk dilemma, mm -hmm. I suffer from this, but it only really becomes apparent to others when sitting in a forward-facing seat on a bus or plane. My head is well above the seat back. Right. It's very good for spotting the coming bus stop or flight attendant. Oh, nice. Yeah, I bet. But... but um, it means that he probably doesn't qualify for a booster pillow if he needed one. Get the pillow, and also does that because he doesn't need one, does he? He needs a sort of an indentation. He needs no, he longer needs legs. It. We're still, it? we're still short. You see, that's the problem. We still have the the. No, but my point is, if you have the long trunk, yeah, you don't need the booster pillow. Yeah. Well, I don't know. I mean, well, I get it. Okay. Um, I get you. 
Oh, I'm just checking out. Yeah, the tickets are going well, boys. Are they? Very well, yeah. Well, I like to keep up with you both. I did. I went to see both your shows. Can I talk I about some just of the say shows? Emily's buying raffle tickets whilst we're on a. No, tell us about the shows um, that you saw. Okay. Certainly, I went to see. I got Alan Cochran and Frank Skinner. But uh, Frank Skinner. More of them later. Oh, okay. I got straight off the train. I dumped my pack bags, and you know where I headed for? Straight for Biggins. Did you? Oh yes, Christopher Biggins is doing a, a one man. Show. What's it called? Late lunch with Christopher Biggins. Okay, what time's that on? <laughs> that <laughs> midnight. Well, strangely, it's it is a late lunch. I would say it's a two forty. Is it p.m. Okay. Do you think it was called lunch with Biggins and then he couldn't get the slot? Oh, <laughs> darling, let's go late. Sure. Okay. It can be like that, can't it? <laughs> no, exactly. The best laid plans <laughs> yes. of mice and Biggins, as I think. Um, Robert Burns once said. So he's turned chat show host yeah. in the fringe. Every day there's a different guest. Oh, okay. Just the one guest? No, he had three. Okay, you yes. Took, you will be approached, I would imagine, both of you at some point. When I took over Room 101, the previous format was one person, if you remember, in the old oh, days. Yeah. I was the third doctor. Mm-hmm. Yes. And Nick Hancock and Paul Merton had had just one person on. Oh. And... Um, this was before Paul Merton became head of the DUP. And um, when I started the show, the BBC said, the fact, the truth is there aren't many people who can sustain for a whole show, so we're going to have three guests. What? <laughs> yeah. Wow. So I wonder if, uh, oh, yeah. if, if Biggins had a similar thought. Then, um, I don't know. I, was, I feel very happy calling him Biggins. It seems yes, like um, what he should be called. You don't need the He calls the first himself name. Biggins, oh, although good. what Biggins does, which I love, is that when the latecomers arrive... Mm. He doesn't give them a bit of beef, like, you know, your professional right, comment. Yeah, yeah. He says, hello, I'm Christopher. How are you? <laughs> well, lovely, lovely to see you. So the, the lunch isn't light enough for some people. Yeah. <laughs> and then, well, I mean, obviously, this is Biggins we're talking about here. So there's a lot of, there's a lot of mentions of famous people. By the way, um, if, if any of our younger listeners don't know Christopher Biggins is, God forbid. Well, they will because he was on I'm a Celebrity. Uh, yes, and also yeah. he rose to fame on a, on a, a programme, was it called On Safari? Yes. Where he yes. used to say, Safari, so goody. That was his, <laughs> that, that was his catchphrase. He's forgotten that. He's friend to the stars and I would say he's... He's just sort of uh, the personification of Bonhomie. He was oh, yeah. also in a great many um, a- adult movies in the sixties uh, and seventies. I mean, the well, ones that made the cinema, that. sort of Confessions of a Window Cleaner, oh, that kind of thing. He said he referred to his panto a lot as well. He said Aye. he referred to his time in Mother Goose. He said Mother Goose, first panto I ever did. It's the Hamlet of pantos Is for the game. Yeah. And he starts anecdotes. He says, when I did Goose in Swansea. I love that. Brilliant. When I did Goose. Let's hope he was talking about the panto. <laughs> <laughs> Frank Skinner on Absolute Radio. We're talking about Biggins, mm-hmm. who I was fortunate enough to see at uh, late lunch at the Edinburgh Fringe, his show. He, he, I mean, talk about work with them all, Al. I've yeah. never heard the like. He probably makes Frank look like an amateur in the name-dropping stakes. Well, he'll bring it up and what he'll do, which I love, because it's a very actor's thing, and obviously, as you know, I was um, reared by actors. Yeah, yeah. well... He'll say things it like... Happens. 
He'll say things like, Ronnie Barker, lovely, lovely Ronnie. <laughs> yeah. I remember in porridge. Uh, Sophie Thompson, Emma's sister, you know. Oh, of course, she was in porridge as well, begins. Yeah. But he'll say, I've forgotten about porridge. He'll say, um, it's lovely, lovely Sophie Thompson, Emma's sister. I work with her on MasterChef. <laughs> like it's sort of, you know... <laughs> it's the same. Really, yeah, I mean, this is why nothing. you go to see Begins, well, for exactly that. Perfect. Great name drop as well. He said, I came down to the Fringe last year to see my friends Charles Brandreth and Nicholas Parsons. Oh, okay. yeah. Lovely name drop. Um... But he's, he's sort of world-class. Is that the least to... surprising announcement of Friends has ever happened in public? <laughs> yeah, but he also does a great thing, which is he drops names that don't mean much to the audience, which I'll like. He'll mention some theatre empresarios, if we all know them. Oh, yeah, right. excellent. He'll say, well, when I was working with the wonderful Reggie Milesbury, uh, the <laughs> theatre producer... Actors do that. <laughs> but actors to this day, you see people like on Graham Norton, they say, yeah, yeah, yeah well, um, you know, so, um, Stephen Wahen of mine is uh, producing it, so obviously that, that was exciting for me. And you think, what, where, what world are you in where you don't, you don't explain who that is? <laughs> so they're all at it. But he does also, what I like about Biggins is he owns who he is, which I enjoy. Mm. He said at one point he was interviewing someone and she referred to self-doubt and he said, oh, yes, I've read about that. <laughs> <laughs> That's good. That's the thing about Biggs. Um, that is a quality line. The, well, it is. <laughs> and he knows who he is, and I like that. But he, And he also said there was a woman, there was some audience participation. Because not everyone does know who he is. <laughs> <laughs> not with the millennials and Gen Zers. No. They were mainly, I would say, the demographic. Um, it was a lot of uh, blonde, short blonde hair. Right. So a lot of leopard print jumpsuits. Oh, OK. Mm-hmm. Yeah, with the, with the, white, with the rosé. They're enjoying themselves. All oh, right. Mm-hmm. Mainly yes. female uh, audience, you say? Oh, yes. Exclusively, oh, I really? would say. Maybe two husbands. Be... <laughs> really? That's I think maybe they've taken me. two husbands. Yeah, so but it was all, all ladies. Went, do we need taken to two husbands? <laughs> Can you do that in Scotland? <laughs> well, one, of the, one of the ladies said, um, oh, oh you'll, have to, you'll have to come round my house. And he said... No, I wouldn't dream of coming to your place, dear. <laughs> well, Liberace, um, you know Liberace had, uh, you know those mirror balls that they have at discos with the yes. tiny mirrors? He had a, a, a black cab, a London black cab that was done up with those mirrors completely. Excellent. And he, when, when people arrived for his, um, flew into uh, Vegas mm. for his uh, gigs, he used to be at the taxi rank and he would just take two people to there, he'd drive them to their hotel. Lovely. <laughs> Fantastic. Frank, I went back to see Biggins. Of oh, you did, did you went back? I did. I just marched straight in there. Good for you. A massive hug I got. See, I wouldn't have, uh, I wouldn't have had the courage to go back to Biggins. Do you know what? Have you met him previously? What gave me courage with Biggins was that I knew we'd get along, but also, I just knew that even if he had no idea who I was, that's one thing Biggins is good at: is making you feel important. He would lie. He would fight, and he did. He grabbed me, he obviously whispered to an aide, he went, Emily, darling! <laughs> OK. Massive hug. Great. Um, it was a wonderful start to the fringe. That Just, is... Uh... And then I left Biggins and went straight to Brush. 
What? BB? That's Before The initials BB, on. I think, the uh, was the Serge Gainsbourg song. Yes. Which I will we bring on. up later. Can we just say, if there are any members of the general public that think just breezing in backstage and meeting the talent is a good thing, it's not. Don't, de- don't definitely do that. It's a special <laughs> no. VIP thing only no, for Emily Dean. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> I hate I, I want to be... to set a precedent. I want to be putting my... Uh, Putting my scarf on as I as I st- stride through the wings. Well, I went to see both of you uh, this week. Five stars. You did so what? Proud. So proud of my boys. I have to say. Oh, good. Okay, shall we leave it there? No. <laughs> well, I didn't I've... go back, Frank. I no, didn't, you didn't go, go back, back to either of you because I I didn't think you'd appreciate it. But Biggins is a different matter. Yes. But also at my venue, um, it's the most complicated place. I have I have barely go back myself because <laughs> I can't find my dressing room. <laughs> I mean, it really is. It's it's a labyrinth. I didn't go and see Brush either, Frank. You didn't go back didn't to Brush. Well, no. I oh, imagine no. his dressing room is um, a Tupperware container. <laughs> You know how oh, I refer yeah. to Biggins? I yeah. Went, I went brush. Well, there are, not I can't Basil. think of any other brushes apart from Basil brush. No, I can't. There must be. Any other brushes, 8, 12, 15. Mm-hmm. Um, this I, is brush sort of unleashed, it's called. Is it? It's Basil brush unleashed. Is it a chat show again? It's a cha- Well, it's sort of everything. It's a bit of a chat show. He does some pre-recorded interviews. He get, he does some audience work. I bet does he does, it? yeah. I can imagine him spontaneously going through a bin bag <laughs> <laughs> that he'd ripped open on stage. <laughs> he, uh, he's very... He's gone quite blue. Has he? Has he? Well, it's very blue. Perhaps he's over tightened the cravat. Brush has got only three pairs of trousers. Brush has only got one jacket, the green jacket, still wearing the green jacket and red tie. Well, I did yes. an after dinner once with Roger de Corsi and Nookie Bear. Yeah. And uh, he was... Um, <laughs> he a was, suitable uh, <laughs> early morning radio. He Frank's was quite low, I must Biggins say. a run for his money on the name dropping now, <laughs> isn't he? <laughs> so, well, Roger de Corsi had one of the great, um, great mystery anecdotes of all time. We asked him about... Me and David Baddiel were talking to him about football, and he said... Um, I don't go to football anymore after I had a, an incident in the Olympic Gallery at Wembley. <laughs> and he never, he wouldn't go any further. We'll Excellent. never know what that was. Anyway, Basil. Brush. He's gone blue, but this is, there is a children's brush available, we should say, oh, during okay. the day. Which, okay. um, this is adult brush, which is... So he's got the white book and the blue book, like yeah. Max Miller oh, used yeah. to have. Oh, is that right? Yeah. So is that what he That's, had? Max Miller would go out on stage from. and he would begin by saying, do you want the white book or the blue book? And if they said white, if they voted for white, he'd do a clean act, apparently. Mm-hmm. Oh, well, yeah, brush works clean. Which he never clean. needed, presumably. No, never. <laughs> brush does work clean. Yeah, good. Unsurprisingly, given most his name. Br- most brushes do, yeah. though. <laughs> um, but we saw the blue show. Okay. And, I mean, he's still got it, Brush. He does have, uh, a, which I'd forgotten about this, there's a sort of sidekick, a mister character. Oh, there's always, yeah, that oh, yeah, was yeah. always well, true. I'd forgotten him, and he starts asking, who is your mister? None of your business, Well, brush. he used to call me Mr Frank. <laughs> Oh, he did, yeah. When when he was because he was on Fantasy Football, which oh. was a, a football show from the nineteen. He'd uh, work with them all, didn't he? And he was also one of the guests on my This Is Your Life. He was. This is How your did life. He come through 
though? Did he walk through? Well, I'll, I'll explain. Okay. Uh, uh, some people won't know this is your life. What was happen- would happen on that show is that a celebrity, yes, I know, would be surprised. <laughs> so you'd be, you'd be uh, think you were going somewhere or doing something else, and suddenly um, Michael Aspel, mm-hmm. uh, or in the early days, Eamon Andrews, Oof. or Seamus Android, as I think Eric Morecambe used to call him. Um, <laughs> Eamon, uh, yeah, so um, Michael Aspel would surprise, literally surprise you and they'd have a camera crew there and you'd uh-huh. be startled and then you'd be whisked off somewhere and, and they'd go through your life with well, guests. I'm sorry to um, interrupt, Frank, but when, when we were seeing Joseph at the Palladium, there was a brilliant moment from Frank when I said to Frank and Buzz, oh, yes, have you, you've performed here. Daddy's performed here. Frank said, yes, uh, I seem to remember. I said, was it last time you did the gig for Absolute Radio? He said, yes, and then uh, my This Is Your Life took place here as well. <laughs> I mean, come on. How many dads were saying that? I cool. know that was... Uh... <laughs> Ah, yesterday when I was young. <laughs> I'm doing uh, the Charles Aznavour, the one-man show, at uh, Pleasant's Courtyard. So, I'm not. Don't go. Frank Skinner. Frank Skinner. Absolute Radio. Frank and Alan just organised a date off air and it really yeah. melted my heart. Ah. It was a lovely thing. Yeah. Have we had any brush? We've had some people texting in about uh, Basil Brush. Yeah, because I, I, well, I mooted the idea he might be the only famous Brush. Well, 044 has said, uh, don't forget Paul Brush, no relation, I think he means to Basil, um, <laughs> erstwhile West Ham legend. I have an idea that we might have got Paul Brush on fantasy football when Basil Brush was on or something <laughs> of that. I love the fact you can't quite yeah. remember your yeah. old jokes. Yeah, we, we, did, we did one of those Jeremy Kyle paternity tests. <laughs> <laughs> of course, we didn't know in those days. No. Oh, no. Frank, you were going to explain how Basil entered oh, yeah. through the doors. Oh, well, see, what happened... I'm going to suspect um, that he rose up. Well, we never somewhere. see the lower half well, of it, Basil. I was at the Palladium. Oh. I'd done a gig, and when the gig finished, um, I took my bow, and I thought, God, they absolutely we start off with a cheer and then suddenly the cheers got an even louder and when I turned around Michael Aspel was behind me with the big red book which is what he used to read from on the show mm-hmm. so then the whole show happened on the stage at the London Palladium but it didn't start till 1.30am wow. so um, the, the, the original operator a guy called Ivan um, it was a very nice bloke, but he'd, he'd had some ill health and I think had been advised not to drink. Is this the brush but, operator? Yeah, but he kept... He was the original. He was he was Basil Brush, really. And he... Um, he he'd had just a couple of white wines, that's all. But it, it had been... Uh, it had all gone a bit wrong. So Basil was in the royal box. <laughs> Basil appeared. Mr. Frank, Mr. Frank. And I said, oh, Basil... And he says, Mr. Frank, Mr. Frank, I remember when I got... And he sounded like he was drowning. And then the, the audience started like I have never laughed that much on television in my life at anything. I mean, I was... Me and David Baddiel were weeping. And then, then he, he kept saying, no, Mr. no, 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 Mr. Frank, if you remember, you watch what... And it sounded like... Um, you know in the films when they've got blood in their throat towards the end? It was like that. Oh, man, it really... It killed me. Well, this... They have Mr. Martin is the current sidekick because he asked the audience who was your mister okay. and mine was Mr Roy I believe oh yeah um, 
But brush, I mean, it's quite alcohol-based. Funny you it, should it? Well, he gets a sort of um, Nerf gun and he sprays the crowd with alcohol, literally. Oh, oh God, it's like um, Elvis with the Derringer in the boot. <laughs> 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 so can you fire up liquid out Off of a Nerf gun? How's the play, Mrs Lincoln? <laughs> exactly. It was, well, I don't know, um, but they loved it. I mean, they went, the crowd were going uh, crazy wild, as I believe Daniel Am- Am- Amakachi once said. Well, crazy I mean, he's been, he, the crowd are going crazy wild. He's been uh, he's been in the public eye, uh, Basil Brush, for what thirty years? Well, more. I mean, oh, more, is, forty. Brush is an old pro. Yeah, exactly. He knows his he knows his stuff, and I I liked Mr. Martin's work. Okay. Mm-hmm. Okay, but the alcohol. I was glad that didn't go on my clothes, <laughs> because let me tell you. That that tail would have been uh, in some state of disarray afterwards. Well, I'm glad they didn't go on mine. <laughs> yeah, um, you haven't got enough spares, have you? Well, also, yeah, especially after I'd sucked my trousers for the last <laughs> t- to try and get it out. The moment of desperation. <laughs> Wash down your casserole with some white wine. That would be exactly, terrible for yeah. you. <laughs> <laughs> oh, good old brush. It's very brush does, you know, it's like, ooh, ooh. And sort of oh, is say, it? Yeah. Really? Yes. Oh, I'm the up for that. I couldn't it. have gone personally. I can't forgive him for what he did to my dad's chickens in the 70s. <laughs> <laughs> Frank Skinner. Frank Skinner. Absolute radio. This is still uh, Frank Skinner, Emily Dean, and Alan Cochran. Alan, how is your room? How's your uh, festival? Well, it's been good, but I haven't been to watch much because I don't know if, uh, about you, but I, I find the first week I like to um, just settle in. Marinade. Do my own show. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Although I did um, I did very much enjoy bumping into you in the street the other evening you know, after isn't our respective shows. It's like Made in Chelsea when it's all scripted reality and it's set up. <laughs> i tell you what I love, Honestly. though. I, I love... Um, <clears throat> I see Alan every week. Yeah. With that, and, but if you bump into someone unexpectedly, it's a real event, isn't it? Yeah. And uh, it was it was great. You cracked a joke that I thought was very good, and I remember pointing out, Frank, you're having a great fringe, even in the street. Even <laughs> <laughs> the street the materials out there. Stuff's better than the content of many shows. <laughs> <laughs> it's, uh, it's a real, and then I was walking back. I don't know if you remember this, but as we were standing in the street, Phil Wang, the young comic, came yes, past. Yes, the young comic. I love Phil Wang. I don't know how old he is. I've no idea. I don't know. He's, he's funny though, Phil he's Wang. Very, very funny. funny. And then we were walking back from having stood in the street and had a chat. It was a nice summery evening, and we're walking back, and I was chatting away to Phil, and he said, "Ah, oh, to be honest, I'm feeling a bit like I'm going home too soon." This was about eleven thirty, maybe even approaching midnight, <laughs> and I said. What do you mean you're going home too soon? He said, I feel like I should perhaps have gone to a bar and done some, you know, drinking at the fringe, but maybe I'll just save up those units and have them tomorrow. And I went, I've got to be honest, I think you've absolutely nailed this. You're walking home, you've bumped into Frank Skinner and me, (laughs) and then you're going home, like, this is perfect. You could be in a bar talking to somebody deeply unfunny who's drunk. There you go. You've absolutely nailed this. Keep it it on the pavements. That's my motto. (laughs) Well, it's funny you say that, because I've noticed... I used to work for Battersea Dogs Home, by the way. (laughs) (laughs) I've noticed, um, even though I've not been to shows, there's something about just uh, life in the street in Edinburgh that is highly entertaining. Oh, yeah. And I think it was a, a group of Glaswegian people that I walked past yesterday... 
and for a start the turn of phrase is amazing I love the way that they speak mm. but I walked past and one guy was saying to another guy um, I'll tell you I'll tell you what not to buy from Asda <laughs> And that was all I heard of it, because I was walking. I think it was a hostage situation. <laughs> <laughs> I genuinely considered spinning around and walking back you know just what? to make sure that I knew oh, what not I to buy from I think that was a commissioning editor for Channel 5, and that's a new show. What not you... to buy from Master? Yes. Oh, well, it's, gonna, it's called What Not to Buy From, <laughs> dot, 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 and then they yeah. did different shops yeah. uh, every yeah. week. John Lewis, yeah. 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 <laughs> but what Past a... times. Oh no, it's closed. I wonder if oh, I'll think really about what not sad, to buy though. from Asda for the rest of the fringe. That yeah. might be the most uh, thought-provoking well, show I see. The well, I had a, I had a pie, a very nice pie at Assembly Gardens. Oh, nice. Mrs. Lovett. And um, it said Quite an uh, early review by our standards. Though. Yeah, <laughs> it was only a few days ago. And there was a sign which I realised, unironically, said. Um, I, I wrote this down. For, actually, I took a photograph of it. Did so you put I, the pie down whilst you wrote it down? It said, uh, hashtag eat pies responsibly. <laughs> Excellent. And um, it was, it, their, their pies are responsibly sourced and uh, eth ethically made. Are they? Question. Yeah, so. Question. When you eat the pie, is it... it was, I had the veal. <laughs> <laughs> This is uh, Frank Skinner on Absolute Radio with Emily Dean and Alan Cochran. We're live from the Edinburgh Festival. I, I'd say I needed some um, bagpipe music or something as a jingle. Oh, yes, we need some Scottish music. I think, mm. yeah. Anyway, um, well, we played... We, um, well, I won't go into it. We opened with the Cocteau Twins, which are oh, Scottish. Yes. Follow the show on Twitter and Instagram, if you will, uh, at Frank on the Radio. Text us on 812.15. Email the show via the Absolute Radio website. It's all there. It's all doable. Mm. It is. We um, discussed Biggins earlier. I won't even give him his... Uh... CB. Yeah. CB. That's what he should have a show called CB, CB Radio. Radio. What about when Biggins <laughs> refers to she stoops to conquer? He says then when I was... He'll say stoops. Oh, he goes for stoops yeah, rather yeah. than conquer. <laughs> yeah, of course. I was in an office. I was in the uh, Only Fools and Horses office once at the BBC and the phone went and the guy said, hello, fools. Brilliant. <laughs> Excellent. It is top notch. Um, anyway, yeah. 031 has texted, I worked a panto season with Biggins several years ago. Lovely guy, dressed up as Santa to give out the secret Santa gifts. Aww. I think that shows him in a very good light. He's, he's much loved Biggins. Yeah. I did a secret Santa once, lasted eight and a half hours. Nightmare. It's when I was at GCHQ. <laughs> <laughs> On the banks... Of the river. So, um, no, oh, some other people in with who've them. seen Joseph oh. getting in touch, by the way, as well. All right. Oh, really? And enjoyed it enormously. But nobody's texted in suggesting what it was that that man was going to tell you not to buy from Asda. That's the no. thing that I still want to know. <laughs> um, I'll tell you what that was. <laughs> anyway, it's like the opposite of a recommendation, isn't it? <laughs> there should be more of that, I think. Do you think? Well, yeah, the opposite things. Yeah. Um, I, um, Oh yeah, when I bumped into you, Al, I was with, oh, yes. I was with my publicist. What about that? I, I remember. Yes. And we were mid. And Elton, Elton John. We were mid dispute. <laughs> wasn't your tech showing you the way home as well? Not yeah. only backstage. My, my technical support person was, was leading me to my flat. Show, I couldn't find it. Show me the way to go home. <laughs> Honestly, it's like Stevie Wonder. I'm, I'm tired anyway. and I need to go to bed. <laughs> so. um... 
Yeah. What, here's, what was here's the what argument happened. with the publicist? Well, she said to me, she said, I think I can get you the cover of Culture magazine. That's the thing from Sunday Times, you know. Oh, lovely. And I said, I, I bet you won't. She said, I bet you I do. I said, right, 20 quid. She said, OK, then I'll bet you 20 quid I'll get it. And then... That's how to incentivise the workforce. Why you on the cover of that recently? Well, hold on, exactly. Well. So then she says to me, oh, you're not going to be on the cover after all, I've heard. And I said, OK, well, you owe me 20 quid. She said, no, it was 20p. <gasps> I said, it was 20 quid. She said, no, I'm sure it was 20p. I said, OK. Hmm. I mean, the pound is plunging. That's deep deflation for So you. she gave me the 20p. Did she? Right? And I had it, even though... I knew it was twenty pounds. Anyway, That's the next so cockerel. the following week, I was on the cover of uh, the Culture. <gasps> ah. So I hadn't seen her since. So she she said uh, the other night that night as we headed towards unknowingly towards Alan Cochran in the street, mm-hmm. um, she said to me, "Anyway, you know, I might not have got you that um, cover of the of the Culture, but I did get you the Mirror magazine." I said, "Hold on, I, I was on the cover of the Culture." She said, "No, you weren't." <gasps> I said, no, no, I absolutely was. And, I, of course, I'd taken a photo of it, which I happened to have with me. <laughs> and it was a great moment because she wanted to celebrate the fact that she'd got me on the cover and I wanted to um, shoot her down for not knowing. <laughs> and also I pointed out that, we, oh, well, you can have your 20p back. If you'd have been honest, you would have had £20, madam. <laughs> file that in the the most Frank Skinner thing that's ever happened. We'll put that in the uh, airing of Dirty Laundry clips for this show. I call so, that um, bit of a git, Mark. But it was stopped. It was stopped because as we, as we approached a, a zebra crossing there on the other side was uh, was a waving man that turned out to be the cockerel. So... <laughs> But that's it's it's pretty much an Edinburgh conversa- street conversation. I mean, I know I was on the cover of the culture. <laughs> oh, for goodness sake, what's happened to me? Frank Skinner on Absolute Radio. Now I went to see. Um, I don't want to fall straight into the stereotype, but um, I went to see um, a show called Venga Ball. Oh, which yeah. was a it's a one man show about the um, Arsene Wenger's era at Arsenal. Did you? But um Me too. You went as well. I went Hashtag yesterday. Me too. Yeah. <laughs> I'm not sure that's what it it's means. It's not that kind of show. <laughs> no. It's not that kind of show. No, it yes. was I'll tell you what, it's about did you like it? I absolutely loved it. Yeah, me too. Oh Frank. And it's about Arsenal. Because I, I there wasn't a West Brom show. On. I look. No, it's strange that. No, yeah, I, don't, I don't get it. I mean, there's plenty of room for melodrama. <laughs> he told me the man is called Raphael. Yes, and, and he's young enough to have been named after the turtle, well, not I was the artist. Say he looks good for a turtle. <laughs> yeah. um, but he said he said he'd met you. He's and, like 24. Oh no, mate, it sickened me. I vomited. Um, he said you were absolutely lovely to him. I said, are you sure? Is this Frank Skinner? <laughs> and very know, complimentary. Was, I, was... I said, no, that definitely wasn't. Did he say the same guy that was on the cover of the Culture magazine recently? Yeah. Is it definitely a green jumper? Yeah. Everyone's <laughs> talking about it, except my publicist. <laughs> <laughs> no, no, it, it was... Uh, I, I would uh, recommend it. It was uh, very fine. And it's sort of um, Arsenal as a metaphor for the modern world. Yes. And life in general. Really? Yes. It's quite really moving in parts. Is it? It's very moving. 
And one of the best uh, Jose imp- impressions I've ever oh, seen. Top, oh, top end. Good. Bruce Riot, they all come out. Anyway, we won't spoil it, but no. go and see it. It's at the assembly. It's not far from Frank Skinner, if you can get a ticket. But I'm having a slight... for Frank, not a chance. Of the shows I've been to see, um, it's been awkward because I'm doing publicity all afternoon for a show that's sold out. I know. Oh. So um, it's it's a bit hashtag awkward. If only there was a show that started at 9.20 that wasn't sold out that you could recommend in its place. Alan Cochran, I think I'll have to to research that. Five stars, Emily Dean, saw it last night. (laughs) Frank Skinner, the problem is you're getting all these accolades as well, Frank. I've seen some extraordinary things. Mr. Funny Bones reaps big laughs. <laughs> Mr. Funny Bones. Mr. That's, Funny is that Bones. Not, not one, of the, one of those like the Rocket Man? Mr. Bojangles. <laughs> yes. um, Hardwired to find the funny. Yeah. Hardwired well. to find his way back from anywhere. Yeah. I remember I had a play here last year. Oh, and right. um, oh, have you got to treat those two imposters just the same? Exactly, <laughs> like wow. a phoenix from the ashes. As I said, the next day I had five stars, but unfortunately it was spread over four reviews. <laughs> 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 oh, Frank! Can I also mention um, a man came to my hotel room? Whoa, you know what I'm saying? Isn't this something you should tell us over a long song? No, this is a show. Oh, I see. A man performs it in Oof. your home. Oh, he's called. What's he called, Staff? Daniel Daniel Bai. It's called Arthur. He brings his baby. (laughs) (laughs) Daniel Bai. He brings... It's called Arthur. He brings... It's not the um, the Dustin... uh, What's his name? Dudley Moore. Oh, yes, yes. Uh A comedy about um, alcoholism. It's instead... Mm. It's his uh, baby son, who's only five months old, and him and his son perform a play in your room. He turns up with a five-month-old yeah. baby. Yeah, and his his wife and partner is on hand, and she helps out. They, they stopped. He says, "I will stop to do. We haven't much to do feeding." And he was he had a bit of baby sick at one point, but that was fine. Yeah, but um, it was brilliant. I loved it. Was it really good? Yes. I'm he came to your hotel room <laughs> yes. with a five-month-old baby and did yes. a show. Yes, it's about nature or nurture. It's about that debate. Oh. Um, but it's funny, it's a play, but it's funny as well. So I I really recommend it. And the baby acts. I wouldn't say acts, but they're not everyone's me as a child. No, it's it's, oh, yeah, it's yeah. actually stunt gymnastics. <laughs> <laughs> it's very brave that in that circle of fire <laughs> would have frightened a lot of children. The That's amazing. Oh, it's extraordinary. I was, can I ask how much it costs? I think we're allowed to say that, Stuff. aren't we? Uh, I think they got comps. Uh, we'll, we'll get back to you. We'll, yeah. put, we'll put the details on. Uh, did you have to? Um, did you have to wine and dine, or did, does he just turn? How long was he there yeah, for? He an hour. Suddenly, the baby didn't go room service. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> um, he was there for about an hour. Right. And I so said, how many either, shows a day? I left the money on the dresser. No, I didn't. No. Um, he does two he shows the dresser, a day. <laughs> two shows a day. Ten thirty and five thirty, and then the baby has to go to bed. Obviously. Yeah. But it's a fascinating experience. I loved it. I think you'd love it. Yeah. I might get it as a present. But you can both. you give me a slide sure. without sure. any spoilers? Just a hint sure. of what what. Occurs. A, so what happens is he talks you through, he introduces you, he asks some questions about you, he asks how you got your name, and it's about how you raise an, a child into an adult, essentially. Okay. And he uses the baby essentially as a prop. 
Right. The baby's very happy. Does he say exploitative? <laughs> Where have you been, little man? Oh, well, I've been to. <laughs> I have been to the nursery. Is it, is it all done like that with like a false jaw? He, he lies him on the bed. There's a lovely silk throw. And he did say to me, I'm really sorry. I think the baby's just been sick. I said, please don't worry. I'm sure that's not the worst thing this hotel floor seen. Not a, yeah, not a throw up on the throw. <laughs> Maybe that's what they're for throws originally. Yeah. It never occurred to me. Alan turned it down, Frank. We invited him. What, the throw? Well, oh, no, the show. The producer sent him a text saying, there's a man coming to Emily's hotel room. She could have worded it better. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Um, I felt at, like I couldn't... At 3pm, do you want to join us? And he yeah. said, I think he said, no, you're all right. <laughs> <laughs> no. Yeah. Yeah, but he's got two kids. The novelty's probably worn off a bit. Frank Skinner on Absolute Radio. This is uh, still Frank Skin, Emily Dean and Alan Cochran at the Edinburgh Festival. (laughs) (laughs) Now, I asked um, one of the Scottish engineers to uh, have done this. Uh, I notice he's laid down 30 seconds of bagpipes. It's not enough, is it? It's not enough. No, no. Um, luckily, we have a fade button. 30 minutes would be... But, yeah. It, to me, it wasn't... Um, it didn't get into the, the bone marrow enough as some... Uh, I'm going I'm 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 to I'm well. call that the draft, the initial draft I of the bagpipe jingle. I enjoyed but, it. But, but thank you so much for that. That was... Uh, I didn't actually ask. He just did it spontaneously. Mm-hmm. There's people here that could learn from that kind of uh, initiative. Oh, my heavens to Betsy. So, um, I like you complaining that it was too long. It's like when people say, the trouble with the Sunday papers is there's too many sections. Yeah, well, <laughs> no, I cover all the sections, but only the first three paragraphs of everything. I think if you haven't got me in three paragraphs, you haven't got me. Cover of the culture. Aye. Yes. So um, I went to see another um, Ain City no, now you're a, you're a Scottish, aren't you? Actually, you're yes, born. Yes, I am a Scottish. Born in Glasgow. <laughs> Do you yeah. mean that as in a Birmingham? You're Scotch, as uh, Jackie oh, Charles I don't always love used to say. Scotch, but uh, yes, I am. Um, I am Scottish. So, Ain City. How would you um, how would you interpret that as a title? Um, A-N-E. Oh, A-N-E. Yeah. Now I Hello? thought it's I about. It's about uh, a woman who... I, I won't give you the full thing. It's about a woman who um, is from Dundee mm. and she got, she's at Glasgow University, but then she goes back to see all her friends in Dundee. Now, I don't know if oh. you ever tried going back. It's always tricky. They say never go back, don't they? Oh, oh don't go back. Mm-hmm. Yes. Um, but uh, Ain, I thought, meant own. That's how I guessed own city. But I, I looked it up and it means one. So it's Scottish dialect. So one oh. city. Oh. Um, but I liked it a lot. Oh, she's she's like a performance poet. Well, she is a performance poet, I think. And so mm. some of it is is her doing really quite... I mean, I know we operate in the superficial in mm. our world. We do. How dare um, you? Speak for yourself. Um, oh, no, speak uh, for me as well, actually. Yeah, it's <laughs> actually uh, really quite raw, moving stuff about... Um, you know, being young, being poor, being drunk, all the things I can't really remember anymore. <laughs> right. Um, I mean, you were really drunk, weren't you? So I was very drunk. It's even harder for you to remember those things. <laughs> no, but it's, it's like a really personal uh, 
it's there's music as well. There's um, right. guitar player, but it's it's uh, yeah. I, it's, you know what? People come up to the Edinburgh Festival, English people, and then they just go and see English stuff. Yes, mm. come on, <laughs> get well, on I, with it. I actually went to see a show because. Um, I thought I wanted to try... You know when you've got a friend who's passionate about something? Yeah. I thought, I want to try and see what they love about this. So I went to see the Doctor Who experience <laughs> exclusively oh. so I could do that for you. You saw it? What's that's what's on this year? Stuff? It's the improvised Doctor Who yes. parody. Oh, God, I didn't know about <laughs> oh, that. I've never <clears> seen <throat> your face. You look so excited. Oh, I've got to see. What time is it on? You will love it. It's 7 p.m. I There's think a I'm lot of words in this title that would put other people off, isn't there? Improvised <laughs> Doctor Who parody. There's well, a you lot. Know, yeah. I, I thought they, I loved the men as soon as they came on. The only thing was... Men, you need, say? Yes. I needed <laughs> Frank to just tra- tell me things about cyber things. Some uh, of the things I didn't understand. Oh, oh yeah. I enjoy but that. A, yeah, well, I'm... I'm we all I'm, over it. I'm not surprised to hear there was some in-joke <laughs> in the improvised Doctor Who parody show. <laughs> Frank Skinner on Absolute Radio. Yeah, can I tell you one more thing I went to see? Sure. Because um, yeah. um, I don't know if you're sitting in London and thinking, yeah. oh, for goodness sake. But I think we're enriching these with our own um, thoughts and experiences. That's the way I'm seeing it. And if I may play devil's advocate, the rest of the nation often hear people talk about London. So it's perhaps London's turn. Exactly, to, to about... shot their faces. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> if you want to put it yeah. like that, you can. That, that's yeah. related. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Put your fruit down for a minute. Stop selling your fruit. <laughs> anyway, I mean, you fired me up now. I've got to go and see the Doctor Who uh, thing. Oh, Frank, I mm. mean, it's absolutely tailor-made for you. Fabulous. Well, listen, I, um, I went, of course, I have done a bit of sci-fi since I've been up here. Sure you mm. have. I went and saw a thing called uh, the De Nova Super, which is, it's in a thing called assembly box do you know you know those metal containers they have on ships oh yeah it's yeah. in one of those oh is it quite Shipping a small one it was like hot and smoky when they close the door you think am I, am I actually alright with this it's yeah. so sort of claustrophobic mm-hmm. in there and it's all dark and they're pumping in smoke and this is like space music it sounds like you're flat in the 70s yeah mm-hmm. and then these two blokes come on in like space suits but space suits that are a bit, um, have seen better days. Oh, right. you know, oh, man. And you're in there for an hour on this sort of, um, this dark mission in space. Oh. And I don't want to give any clues about this. There's a bit of vomiting. But it's... Um, cool. Yeah, it's... I tell you what, it was properly scary. Was it? In oh, parts. And I don't know about you, I was thinking about this. Um, the only time I can remember being scared at the mm. theatre, except when I've been on, obviously, <laughs> is um, I went to see Woman in Black. And there's a bit in yes. that. Again, I don't want to do spoilers, but it, I saw it when, it. when it began, I think, at the Studio Theatre in Birmingham, which is a little place. Mm. It's bigger than the metal container. but mm. uh, And this ghost appears on, on like a sort of a balcony at one point, and it absolutely 
scared the wahuna uh, out of it me. It really does. Really? Oh, the most oh, I've ever been at theatre is when Russell Grant shouted at his stage manager <laughs> off in the wings, lead that, please. Right. Well, I saw uh, an and audience with Spike Milligan once and he laid into the floor manager and that was fairly uh, terrifying. Mm. I bought um, a round once at a West End theatre. That that's a lie and you know it. <laughs> <laughs> you see, some people came up, some lovely um, fans of the show, readers, came up to us after Alan's gig, which was absolutely brilliant last night. And, and every night, I'm sure, but it was well, particularly we'll great last night. And um, we'll they came over and the first thing they said, they made, they said, who, who have you gone to see uh, first then, Emily? Went to see Frank or Alan? I said, well, who pays my wages? Of course yeah. I've got to go, well, big daddy. He yeah. said, yeah, you're right. He said, Oops. and then he, they did make a reference. And also I'm older. You ask me all you can. <laughs> <laughs> they made a reference to the, um, the penny pinching. But, well, my frugality <laughs> is a thing that people that listen to this show bring up quite often. It's becoming yeah. a thing, Frank, for people. Yeah, a bit hurtful. It's it's not like we've made it up for comedy purposes. <laughs> no, it is. That's exactly what it's like. <laughs> Whereas, in fact, it's utterly authentic. <laughs> I said to him tonight, the other night we bumped in the street, we should go out for a meal. And I, uh, he said, where, where, sh- where should we go? I, I knew what he was thinking. <laughs> Frank Skinner. I have seen one show since I've been up here, oh, yes. but it might come under the category of um, something of a busman's holiday. Mm. Uh, my friend Rob Rouse, who's a, a quality stand-up who I would recommend people see, um, has a play where he is doing his stand-up and his wife starts to complain about how she's being portrayed in his act. Oh. And they have a, a sort of a row... Um, very interested for anybody. Is, it, is it, it's actually his wife playing. Yeah, yeah. Is she in they, it? Yes, yeah. It's oh, is that giving uh, you and, and Frank any ideas? It's really funny, uh, but it is <laughs> one of those things of the power struggle between being misrepresented. But it's genuine. I think you'd find it interesting, Frank. I'd it's recommend it. I, it to you. I, I wrote a. Um, a uh, uh, Radio 4 thing called Don't Start, in oh, which, uh, which was yes. an argument Very every good. week yeah. between a couple. And Cad said to me, I can't, I can't listen to it because <laughs> I just, I, I know that voice. I know that argument voice too well. I, she, she, said, I, she said, I found myself feeling anxious when I listened to it, which is oh, so good luck to them with it that. It's not for you then, after all. It's playing with fire. That's like getting your partner to teach you to drive, I think, the biggest <clears> risk to any relationship. Oh, yeah, that sounds <laughs> stressful. Oh. oh, I've had a lovely... Thank you to the... Uh, that Doctor Who show, by the way, is called Any Suggestions, Doctor. Okay. okay. Oh, is it? Yeah. And do people call out suggestions? Um, at the beginning, they'd have to be hyper nerdy to cope with some of those suggestions, though, wouldn't they? Like you re- recommend an obscure black and white episodes from 1968 or something. Yeah, it could be, yeah. could be tricky. Well, the Frank goes for full Hartnell, I would imagine, on oh, everyone. Yeah. Double Hartnell. <laughs> That's what I like. <laughs> oh, so how are you eating up here, Al? You eat, eating? You still on the paleo? I've never been on the. Well, I've never really been on the. <laughs> oh, never really. Oh, that sounded so like your granddad. Yeah. Do you know You're what on I the paleo, Al. <laughs> I did a weird thing where on the first day here, I made a massive, I mean, massive uh, chili oh. con carne, like absolutely huge. That you hope would last you for the whole festival. Well, I ate it every single day until it was finished, which was what? yesterday. So from Tuesday till Friday. So every eat, meal? 
I ate it not every that? meal, but every single day. I ate it once a day. Who does that? <laughs> I now associate Edinburgh with that chilli con carne. I feel like that's all I can I taste. That. For... I seem to remember students who would make like a sort of a bean type thing and then just keep adding in to my it. day it was oh, tuna pasta dangerous. Okay. Oh, yeah. you'd have tuna the tuna pasta, pasta and then the... a bit of sweet corn and then it would just be you'd use that you know oh, yeah. jobs are good and for at least four days yeah I am um, I have this thing the in transit diet so if I'm on say a train I can eat anything at all that things I would never normally eat chocolate right. biscuits cake just pile it down because oh. it doesn't count yeah. You're not really in the world because you're moving through it. You said mm-hmm. that, but you played a train driver in Any Suggestions, Doctor? A train driver? <laughs> I was the chief engineer. Yeah. Well, that's a thought. Downgraded. Would it be weird if I go to the Doctor Who show? I'll be a suggestion. <laughs> yeah, that'd be good. You'd love that, pretending it'd be weird. <laughs> exactly. Wouldn't it be awful if I was in the Doctor Who play? <laughs> I went to a screening at the BFI once and the bloke in the introduction to the Doctor Who, um, obviously it was for a Doctor Who event and he said it's great to see some of the, the cosplay today as a bloke actually come as Perkins the engineer <laughs> very fine excellent very fine so look we come we come to the end of this fabulous journey north of the border and um well actually we're here next week um <laughs> scratch that bit <laughs> yeah but um by then me and Al will have gone for our walk oh yeah we'll have had our meal yeah. <laughs> I'm thinking chilly. What do you think? But anyway, if the good Lord spares us and the creeks don't rise, we'll be back again this time next week. Now, Ganut. This is Frank Skinner. This is Absolute Radio.